I wanted to tell them that we should try to find a way to at least locate the rest of their families, but I couldn't offer that just yet. I was too afraid that I would not make it back, and Kat and her parents really needed me here. Evan just shook his head. He's more stubborn than I am. About that time, Catherine walked behind the garage with a piece of paper in her hand. Looks like the town wants to get together with everyone and see what we can do to avoid the problems that would come with the influx of refugees headed our way, she said, handing me the flyer. It said that there would be a meeting for anyone who could come tonight up in the grocery store parking lot. We'd be there. After the news of the nuclear meltdowns, Tony and the guys went back outside and finished skinning and gutting the deer, trying to prepare it for the winter. I was grateful for the meat, as we only had canned meats and a few things that Mom had frozen previously. The deer meat would give us lots of protein, which would be necessary to make it through the winter. I was discussing the implication of the meltdowns with Mom and Pop, trying to reassure them that things were going to be okay. Mom decided to busy herself with making some hot cocoa for the guys. I decided to take a walk out front when I noticed a young kid walking around, posting up signs. What's the sign for? I asked him as he handed me one. Meeting up at the store parking lot tonight. The mayor wants to see how we can deal with the influx of people that will probably be heading our way he said before hurrying down the road, stapler in hand. Since the power outage, they had been handwriting flyers and posting them on each corner light post so people could read them if there was anything new. It was a good way to spread the word. I took the flyer back to Tony and the guys. We needed to be there tonight to see how things were going to work. I felt bad for Carl and Evan. They had managed to get out alive, but the rest of their families were scattered. Neither of them had wives or girlfriends, but they had brothers and mothers, and I knew they were worried about them. Guys had a tendency to hide their feelings, and this was no exception. But I knew they were worried and hurting. I didn't linger, as I could see they were having a conversation, but I did want them to know about the meeting. The rest of the day, Mom and I spent time planning out some meals that were easy to prepare with what we had and stretched our supplies a bit. Planning our meals ahead of time would allow us to make decent food and let nothing go to waste. Gone were the days when leftovers made their way into the trash because we just didn't feel like having them again. We collected the pots and pans that would work best on our makeshift stoves. I had been fortunate enough to have my cast-iron Dutch oven in the supplies that we had loaded onto the truck. With some practice, I was bound and determined to make bread in the Dutch oven— That bread would be a low-cost way to get carbs and calories that we would need to keep warm over the winter. I also remembered watching a video about doing cornbread, as well as some desserts, over a campfire using the Dutch oven. We were about to have a crash course in doing it now. I took the Dutch oven and put a little oil in the bottom, put the lid on, and then set it right at the edge of the fireplace. We were keeping a low fire going during the day, just enough to keep the house warm but not hot trying to conserve firewood as much as possible and still be able to get comfortable at night. Since it was just the first part of December, we knew that during the coming months we'd need to keep the fire going much hotter to keep things warm enough. The winters in this part of the country were harshest from mid-January to the middle of March. That would be two solid months of burning wood. Since this was a fireplace and not a wood-burning stove, we would go through wood a lot more quickly. While the Dutch oven heated up, I mixed together my flour, water, yeast, a little sugar, and made a dough ball. After letting it rise near the fireplace for an hour, I tossed it into the Dutch oven and put some of the hot coals on the top cover to create an oven inside.
It wasn't perfect, but out came a golden ball that looked like bread. I gave it a thump on the top and it sounded hollow. Looks like it's going to be yummy, Mom said, giving me a nudge of encouragement. I hope so. Having fresh bread every day or so could make life a bit easier, I said, as I grabbed the pot holders and took the Dutch oven into the kitchen. I turned the pot upside down and out plopped the bread. It was slightly burned on the bottom, but overall, it looked decent.